Welcome to this edition of Morgan Yass 4 podcast. Welcome back. Kind of took our summer break. Uh, been about since the U.S. Open. So, you know, Father's Day about two months ago. You know, a lot's gone on. You know, just summer, being busy, taking vacations, doing that kind of stuff. So, but we are getting very close to football season. And that is Trevor and I's favorite time of year. We could talk for hours. That's what we were talking about. What do we want to talk about tonight? Do we want the NFL? Do we want college? We are going to focus on college tonight. And then next episode will be more NFL focused. So tonight, mainly college and just kind of recapping our summer. Welcome, Trev. How's Colorado? It's good. I'm actually in St. George, Utah uh, for the next couple of nights. Uh, I'm getting close to 110 nights out on the year. I know you're asking about what's been going on. This is our busy time of year. Your kids are getting older. They're involved in activities. I didn't know if you want to talk about Tyler a little bit, but he played in a golf tournament a few weeks ago or so and did well, won. Yeah, he, he played well this summer. I think we played in about seven or eight tournaments. He won two, got second, I think, in three. And then there were others where he got, you know, third or fourth or eighth or whatever. But he did. He played well this summer. Um, he had a really good summer overall. He played a lot of baseball, a lot of golf. Um, just a great summer. You know, my daughter, you know, isn't as involved in things like that, but, you know, she spent a week with my mom and dad. She spent a week with her other set of grandparents and, you know, she, you know, she kind of does her thing being 14. Now she wants to go to the pool. She wants to hang out with her friends, hanging out with uh, mom and dad and dad, especially isn't her, her favorite thing right now, but that's okay. It will come back. And, uh, but everybody had a good summer. I went back to school yesterday. Uh, we had meetings, kind of different meetings yesterday and today, and then tomorrow's kind of the welcome back for everybody, and we hit the ground running, and then Tuesday we start school. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, she's at that age. Where I remember being around 14, 15. You don't want to hang around uh, the parents or or whatever. You want to go and hang out with your friends, so yep. that's that's how that age goes. Yeah, we, we had family vacation a couple weeks ago. We went down to Durango, Colorado, did the train ride up to uh, – or partway up to Silverton, it was two hours each way. And then you have a one hour layover where they park beside a river. And I would have, if I wish I would have known this, but lots of people brought their own coolers of food. And I would assume probably drinks, even if they weren't supposed to. And you go and sit by the river for an hour and, and hang out. So we, we had a good time doing that. And now just getting ready for the last little fourth of the year of work. And I haven't been back to Iowa since Christmas, which typically I ate back a couple times during the summer, but this year, wasn't able to do it yeah so it's been a while uh since since we see you uh you know kind of one thing that, that's coming up kind of we've talked about this we had we focused one of our podcasts on it but zach bryan's coming back to iowa uh first part of october in omaha or council bluffs i guess is really where it's at but uh, i think i'm going to try to get out there trev for that so no that'll be good i mean you have to let me know i remember you told me when that was off the look if, if i can make it i will but I'm going to try it's to a see. It's a Monday night. It's going to be a long night. We're going to have to leave. I'm going to have to leave after school, uh, get there and get, you know, it starts at eight o'clock. So I'm going to guess it's Charles Wesley Goodwin as well. So he's good. I'm going to guess it's going to be a three hour show at least. Don't you think? Yeah, probably. So we're talking 11 midnight before we get out of there. And it's yeah, next day is not going to be good, but that's okay. 
yeah, your next day probably won't uh, won't be so fun, but yeah, it might be worth it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to see him out here in in Red Rocks, November third, and then I think the week after with Owen and Tara see Cole Wetzel in Omaha. But yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what what that will bring when uh, once we get further down the line. But yeah, I should be back at least once in October, and then for sure in Thanksgiving and Christmas. So good to yeah. see all you guys. We'll go up to the Elks, I'm sure, and and hang oh, out yeah. once or twice. Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of our favorite thing to do, you know, and then, you know, the last thing is, you know, we, we started golf. I coach boys golf now too. So helping with that. So we've actually had, you know, a couple weeks of that now too. So it's just that time of year and uh, everything's just getting back, you know, summer's always good. And, you know, being a teacher, you know, we don't have stuff to do every day, uh, but it is nice getting back in the routine and, and doing more regular stuff. So. Yeah, I think most teachers, they love their breaks, but usually by the time it August gets here, it seems like they're kind of ready to get back into the role of things, get back into the routine, and, uh, you know, maybe the kids and the teachers need a break from each other, or the parents, I should say, <laughs> after yeah. a full summer of being together. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, I think that's enough about us. Uh, let's just dive right into it. Obviously, being uh, Iowa podcast here, we're going to talk Iowa State and Iowa football. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Iowa. You know, obviously 10 win season last year. You know, I would say, you know, they were ranked preseason, so it wasn't a huge surprise, but I would say, you know, 10 wins was, was you know, very much on the ceiling side. They weren't going to get much more than that. Uh, they maximized all their potential. They didn't have the best offense, but their defense and special teams led them to 10 wins, uh, you know, Big Ten West championship place in the championship game. And that game didn't go well, lost the bowl game uh, to Kentucky. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of the way, you know, for, for histo historic purposes, Iowa State's never had 10 wins. So, um, you know, overall great year. Lost some big players, but quarterbacks back and, you know, kind of a schedule. I would say it's more difficult. It's, it's actually much more difficult, uh, but it's, I would say, overall advantageous to, you know, Ohio State. I don't think it matters if you're home or away. It's going to be, you know, when you, when you go down to it, we're going to do this. When you go down, it's going to be a loss on your prediction. You know, you hope you win, uh, but you get Michigan. Uh, at home, you get Wisconsin at home, and you get Nebraska at home. I think those are all three, and Iowa State at home. So, you know, those are four of your bigger rivals all at home. And I think that's uh, a big deal this year. And just, you know, I think most Hawkeye fans, everything, it all comes down to, I think, Spencer Petrus. You have a little bit different. It's in the same idea but you think it comes down to who, Trevor? More on Brian Ferentz, but I mean, it's it's a it's a split. It just is a 50-50, right. is it 60-40? Yep. Who do you want to go with? Uh, Spencer Petrus went to the Manning Passing Academy. Now, what does that really help him? I, who knows? Um, there were some good reviews coming out of that, which, hey, I'm glad he's going and doing that. That's a good sign, trying to improve. You know, will that make him 5 or 10% better? We'll see. I, I think it comes down more to Brian Ferentz, and that just, Kind of gets me thinking. I know we probably talked on here before, but most years, you know, Iowa have a frustrating loss to somebody, and you'll see all the people on Facebook 
saying it's time to get rid of ferrets. And again, you know, be careful what you wish for. I, I don't think it's time to get rid of Kirk ferrets, but after this year, if, if the offense has another poor showing throughout the season, it might be time to find a new offensive coordinator. That I can get a little bit more on board with. But I mean, if you look at Nebraska, they were so in a hurry to get rid of Bo Pelini. And after Mike Riley, Scott Frost has won 15 games in four seasons. So right. kind of be careful what you wish for. Not to say that that would for sure happen to Iowa if Ferentz decided to step down and maybe somebody new came in. But it, it'll be interesting to see, is it more on Brian? Is it more on Petrus? It's probably somewhere split down the middle, like most things. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how the offense does, but they've got to be better than they were last year, I would hope. Yeah, you can't rely on your special teams and defense to be, you know, as dominating and as disruptive as they were, especially at the beginning of last year. You know, they had more turnovers than points given up through like the first three games. I mean, it was the defense was outscoring the offense. I mean, it was unbelievable at the start of the year. Uh, got all the way to number two. You know, I do think, you know, Brian Ferentz, kind of some of the big news, he is the quarterback's coach now, along with the offensive coordinator. I think that does help. Um, I heard, you know, a report or whatever that Petra spent like one or two hours a week with Brian Ferentz, Coach Ferentz, um, last year. And obviously this year with him being his position coach, he spends about, you know, one or two hours a day with him. Uh, so that can't hurt anything. And then my only thing with Brian Ferentz is this is Kirk Ferentz offense. It doesn't matter. You know, you, you think about who was the offense coordinator before Brian. It was Greg Davis, and everybody thought his offense was horrible. Well, Greg Davis won a national championship with Vince Young at Texas as his offensive coordinator. So it's not like Greg Davis didn't know what he was doing. Uh, I'm sure Kirk Ferentz told him how to do it, and then also he didn't have the same player. You know, you got to have players. Players make coaches look really, really good. Yeah, no, I mean, it, ultimately it is, it's basically Kirk's stamp of approval. I'm sure right. he gives Brian or any of the office coordinators a little bit of freedom to do some stuff here and there. But the the core of the offense is, yeah, Kirk Ferentz, what he wants to do. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Iowa go five wide a whole lot. It's not going to be their base offense. Not that they never will go five wide, but they're always going to have a tight end and a running back as their base offense. <laughs> Yeah, throwing a fullback or two tight ends. Yep. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll come out the first uh, first play of the season uh, against South Dakota State. Maybe go five wide just to just to stir things up a little bit here. But no, I mean, hopefully the offense could be better. Depending, uh, it's anywhere from fifteen to seventeen returning starters, depending how you how you judge them, how deep you go right. in the rotation. So that's that's the most of the Big Ten, I believe. Uh, that's that's a very good number. Um, defensively, got a lot of good guys coming back. Uh, the MVP of the team, maybe punter Tory Taylor, yep. which we talked about him a lot last season. And then just wanted to give a little shout out to the kicker, Aaron Blom, who's listed as a starter. He's from Oskaloosa. And I watched him make a, like a 50 or 52 yard field goal. Yeah, I think Duncan both Cocker. kickers made like a 52, 53 yard field goal uh, last Saturday during Kids Day open practice. This was high school, though, when I watched him oh. as a sophomore. And he, I, made, he made one this weekend, too. So typically you're not going to see a, a sophomore in high school kicking a 50-yard field goal, but 
watched that with Doug DeCock and Taylor Howard back in the day. So kind of room for him. Um, should be another good year. The schedule, there, there's some good to it. There's some tough to it. But, you know, like any schedule, that's just you're going to have your tough games. Got your bye week in there. Uh, I think the start's pretty favorable for the most part. But, you know, there are a lot of years, though, too, where you get some of these smaller schools where you get UNI or North Dakota State, and you kind of chalk that up as an automatic W for Iowa, and then they come into Kinnick and it turns into a, a loss or a very close win. Oh, Iowa State is lives off that. You know, obviously Iowa State and Iowa both lost to North Dakota State during their championship runs there. UNI has given Iowa all kinds of fits several times. UNI's beat Iowa State several times. Um, South Dakota State is a top five FCS program. So, yeah, Iowa's got to be ready to play right from the start. And let's just go ahead and start start with it. Um, first game of the year, home, South Dakota State. Um, and we're going to pick each game. I'm going to write these down. I'm going to put them in, a, in my notebook. And okay. we can, if we want to, we can look back uh, later in the year to see how, how uh, well we did. Um, but I agree. I mean, this is one where you have to say I was going to win it. But it, it would not shock me at all if this is a very good football game. Yeah, like you said, they're they're going to be one of the best uh, teams in their in their division. So I, I have this as a W, of course. Uh, I think we we'll both agree there, and I suppose we could probably move on to the the next game, which I'm sure we'll have a disagreement. But we'll we'll see what your opinion is on it. Yeah, Iowa State uh, at Kinnick, uh, first time uh, actually at Kinnick in a long time. Um, you know, obviously 2019 it was at Iowa State. 2020 didn't have the game. Then last year was back to Iowa State. So actually, since 2018, uh, last time it was at Kinnick, I do think this is going to be a good football game. And and we're going to get to Iowa State here in just a second. And I am, you know, you know, bullish on Iowa State a little bit this year. The hype isn't there. I was actually listening to some people on the radio today. Uh, the AP poll just came out. Iowa State and Iowa, neither one are ranked. Iowa, if you went, added up their points and everything, they would be ranked 28th. Iowa State didn't get any points. Last year, Iowa State was seventh preseason and finished seven and six. Actually, I think Iowa State's going to have about the same record or even a better record this year. And they might not actually have a better team, but I, I think, you know, they lost on a 63-yard field goal. They lost to West Virginia, and they shouldn't have. Just those two games right there. Uh, get you to nine wins. Maybe if you split, you go eight and five. You know, that's that, that looks better than seven and six. Uh, I'm going to pick Iowa State for really two reasons. One, I do think Iowa State wins. And then two, I can't pick Iowa in this game no matter what. Well, I'm going to go with Iowa and for a few reasons. One, they're at home. You know, that's a big advantage, as we know. Two, they, they've got more returning starters and they got the returning quarterback. And Obviously, Kirk Ferentz has is, is yet to lose to Campbell. So those three things, I mean, Iowa State put a record number of guys in the NFL this, this season. So I think it might take them just a little bit to get going. I know they've got a new young quarterback, you said, who's big, talented. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get to Iowa State here. And yeah, we'll get to that later. But, that, but those are the reasons I'm going to yes. go with Iowa State. I, I, I completely agree. Iowa State is, has a lot of unknowns, uh, but, but I'm going to give my reason why I think it might be okay. 
Okay, we'll get to that later. We can move on to Nevada next. I've got that as as a W for yep. Iowa. Yep, Nevada. Um, this this was kind of a a more interesting game uh, before this year. Uh, former Hawkeye Jay Norvell would have been the head was the head coach there. Uh, played there, coached there um, under Coach Fry, uh, but now he he left there and went to Colorado State. So that game, you know, isn't as intriguing. Maybe you know that was a a game. It's a night game, though. I guess it is a night game. One little, one little uh, fun nugget about that one. And you know, and the other thing, every game is sold out. Uh, all seven home games for the Hawkeyes are sold out. First time in ten or eleven years. Um, so uh, there is buzz around Iowa football, and you know, it's you know they're not getting it, the national love, but I think in the state of Iowa and for Hawkeye fans, they're uh, they're very excited for the season. Yeah, and there's good reason to be. I mean, the first four games are all, you know, you could see yep. a realistic start where they start 4-0. I don't think that's crazy by any means. No. Uh, moving into the next game, this this one, I, I'm going to pick this as a loss for the Hawkeyes. The at, at Rutgers, are you going to pick? No, 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 Michigan. Michigan, I mean, I was moving well, on. we got to go to Rutgers. Well, Rutgers first. Oh, at sorry. Rutgers. Now, I'm going to pick Iowa here, but this could be sneaky dangerous. And, and here's a couple reasons why. One. The quarterback is good. You know, Tua's little brother. I don't know. I can't say their last name without messing it up. But it's Tua's little brother. And he was playing really, really well, you know. And then he had a horrible night against the Hawkeyes where Hawkeyes picked him off like seven times. But he's good. I think their coach is good. And they're and they're getting better. Actually, that's I'm wrong on that. That's Maryland. Isn't that Maryland? That's Maryland. But Rutgers... Yeah. Same thing. Greg Schiano is back. Okay. And he, he is getting them better again. Okay. That was Maryland. That was my, that was, I was off there. I was looking at, at something for Maryland or whatever, but no Rutgers at Rutgers. I was going to win this game, but it's not going to be the cakewalk. It was five years ago. No, especially if Iowa starts out three and oh, looking to, to keep the undefeated streak going, maybe looking ahead at, at Michigan. Yep. So, yeah, it, it probably won't be a, an easy W, like you said. Greg Schiano back there, uh, a good coach. But I, I do think Iowa, however close it is, I, I do think Iowa gets the win there. Yeah. And I do believe they start out 4-0. and And then, like I said, yeah, I got a little ahead of myself. I was even looking ahead to the uh, yeah. game. And, and then one thing, you know, that, that's the first road trip. That's always just a little bit weird because there are, you know, Iowa's very experienced, and we talked about that. But for some of the new guys, it is different. Getting on a plane, different stadium, different, you know, routine, East Coast. So the time's going to be a little bit different. Obviously, we don't know what time the game is, or at least I don't. It may be out, but I doubt it. Um, you know, if it's an 11 o'clock start, you know, or if it's a 7 o'clock, it's just different out there. And, you know, so this is the first road trip. Always just a little bit uh, nerve-wracking for me. Uh obviously being uh, in college football when I was in college there. And now the big game. Now here's the question. If I was 4-0, Michigan is ranked in the top 10 to start. Hopefully they're 3 or 4-0. I don't know their schedule. I don't know if they have any big games before that. Um, but this could be, you know, if I was, you know, 4-0, I would say they're probably around number 15 at the time. Um, so this could be, you know, number seven or eight versus number 15, a big game early in the year for the Big Ten. 
look at the Michigan schedule real quick. They they got four home games before Iowa, Colorado okay. State, Hawaii, Connecticut, Maryland. So we'll we'll assume that they'll, yep. they'll probably. So be I would I would assume that's four zero. Yep. Yep. And here's what I'm gonna say right now. I'm gonna pick it as a loss, but if I'm sure they will, but if if they make this into a night game, can I reserve judgment to change my pick? Okay. Much like the Penn State game last year. I mean, if you think yeah, of it. I mean, night games at Kinnick, they uh, they mess with people. Yep. Uh, top ranked team. So if it if it's an 11 or like a 2:30 start, I'll probably go with Michigan. But if it does turn into a night game, a primetime game, I'd like to uh, be able to come back in that week, maybe change my uh, change my mind. But for, as for right now, I'm going to mark that down as a as a loss. Yeah, uh, uh, me too. I, I don't think Michigan's. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near like 42 to three, like it was the Big Ten championship game. Uh, Michigan lost too much. Uh, I still think they're going to be very good. Uh, but last year, Michigan was one of the best, you know, four or five teams in the country. They are not this year, I don't think. They're probably top 10. Um, but Iowa might be too by the time this is said and done. Um, you know, so as of through five games, you have uh, Iowa four and one, and I have them at three and two. Um, at Illinois, uh, former Hawkeye Brett Bielema is a the coach there, second year. I do think he will get them better. Um, not enough to beat Iowa yet. Uh, but I don't think – actually, I think this one, depending on how that Michigan game goes for sure, this one could get ugly for Illinois, I think. Yeah, I mean, if, if Iowa loses, this could be a little revenge game for him. If Iowa happens to pull out the victory versus Michigan, maybe they get a little sloppy. Uh, but I, I am going to give Iowa the, the W here at Illinois to get off to a five and one start for the season. Yeah. So let's just say they do beat Michigan and they're undefeated five and zero. Oh. Could you see them a situation much like last year? Get all the way to number two. Everybody's talking about them. And then they lose to Purdue. And we're going to get to Purdue later in the season. Uh, but just a letdown against a team, they probably shouldn't. Oh, there, there, there's a few games there after their bye week. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah. into all of those. That, that, that could certainly happen. Um, yeah, w- without question. I mean, it's Northwestern, Purdue, those two teams. I mean, yeah. honestly, honestly, if we could go one-on-one versus them because both those teams have Iowa's number throughout the years. Yeah. And playing back-to-back, is that's a little concerning looking on on paper. Even though Iowa should beat them both yeah. most years, they don't always. Yeah, so after the Illinois game is the bye week. And then they go to Ohio State. Ohio State is the, it's going to be the real deal. They got great receivers. They got great running back. They got a great quarterback. They got they've got it all. They can compete with anybody. I I expect them to win the Big Ten. Expect them in the national championship game. I really do. I think most people do, but that's a game I might be going to with my old roommate. Actually, I've always wanted to go to a game there. So, yeah, that that's a game I'm not expecting Iowa to win. Iowa, you know, their defense can they compete with that offense? You know, I mean, maybe for a half, you know, but I don't know about a full game. Uh, Ohio State's defense actually hasn't been that good the past few years. Uh, not that they've been terrible, but Iowa's offense so is really not very good. So. That, that's probably the deciding factor there. I, can Iowa keep up with Ohio State for a half? Maybe, you know, if they can force a turnover or two. Uh, but for a full 60 minutes, I you know, probably not. Obviously, I'm going to give the Iowa a loss on that one. 
Yeah, me too. I just think Ohio State's too good. Uh, but uh, you never know. Um, hasn't been too many years ago. I know it was at Kinnick and it was a night game. And, and I think that's why you're reserving your right uh, to change that Michigan uh, game. If it's a night game, you know, the Penn State last year, Michigan years ago, um, Ohio State, you know, Kinnick at night is tough. Um, let's go down. You know, we, we talked, hit you hit on it, but the next two games are kind of Kirk Ferentz's kryptonite, uh, Northwestern. Uh, it is at home. I'm going to give, I, I think actually, I don't think Northwestern is that good this year, which is, you know, usually they kind of go up and down or they've been down a couple. I think they're going to stay down at least one more year. Um, I actually don't think Northwestern is very good this year. So I'm going to pick Iowa. And I think actually it's going to be, uh, relatively easy. Yeah, I've got Iowa as a W in this one just because uh, they're the home team. So I agree with you. I don't think North Northwestern's quite as good this year. So I am giving Iowa the W here. But yeah, I mean, when you see Northwestern, you just, as an Iowa fan, you always get nervous. Yeah. I mean, you look back to Stanzi being hurt in the end zone after being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I mean, it's just. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of lots of uh, horrors with Northwestern in the last 20 years. Yeah, there's there's more than one example. So sure. I, I am going to give them the W there, and that puts them at uh, six and two, I believe. I got them at now. Yep. And their only two losses are to Michigan, Ohio State. So you know, that's you know. But now now we're getting into the the Big Ten West uh, at Purdue. This game's intriguing. They're kind of the new kryptonite. Northwestern was kind of the old kryptonite. Kirk Ferentz has kind of maybe figured out Pat Fitzgerald a little bit the last few years, but Purdue has got them. Purdue doesn't have to have their coach, doesn't have to have their quarterback, doesn't have to have their best receiver, and they still come beat them. I mean, uh, the COVID year or whatever, all of them had COVID. They couldn't come, and guy had never called plays before won them the game or whatever. And, uh, and then last year, obviously, being ranked number two, all the hype, all everything, and then Purdue comes in and and uh, destroys them. But that receiver that gets 200-some yards a game is gone. However, there are two Hawkeye receivers that are now on the Purdue uh, receiving room. That's right. Uh, Charlie Jones being one of them, that, that's kind right. of a bigger loss than people think. Um, this one I am going to give an L because I just looked at Ohio State, Northwestern, Purdue. My gut feeling is – we lose two of those and win one. Okay. So I, I'm going to give us the win at home, at home versus Northwestern, but I am going to give us a loss at Purdue. Just that three-game stretch right there is a tough one. Um, you know, Northwestern Purdue shouldn't look so tough on paper, but they do have Iowa's numbers. So I'm going to say we split between Northwestern and Purdue. I'm actually going to pick Iowa there. I, I do think Iowa beats Purdue, um, but I can see it. I could see them splitting the Northwestern and Purdue. You know, those kind of two crypt nights, one at home, one on the road, and you split them. Maybe not necessarily, you know, I might be wrong in who wins which one, but definitely could see them splitting those two. And now, you know, um, uh, versus Wisconsin, back yep, at Kennedy. Next week at, at, uh, against Wisconsin at home. So I think that helps. Okay, but uh, I, I'm going to give Iowa the win here. I'm with you. I think Wisconsin is going to be one of the more overrated Big Ten teams this year. 
not that they're going to be bad. They they hardly are ever bad by any means. Right. Uh, you know, throughout history, they're a little bit better version of Iowa. Uh, they do better in bowl games and, and stuff like that. But I am going to give Iowa the win just because of the returning starters. It's at home. So you and I agree there. Uh, we're both giving Iowa the win at home versus Wisconsin. And then that moves us into November 19th at yep. Minnesota. At Minnesota. And there's a lot of people high on Minnesota. And and this is – so Kirk Ferentz has never lost to Matt Campbell, never lost to P.J. Fleck, and hasn't lost to Scott Frost. Now, those streaks are going to end. They really – they are sometimes, all of them. Um, don't, don't know when. Scott, I don't think the Scott Frost one's going to end because I think he's gone after this year. Yeah, that could be. But, but you know, um, I actually do – I am not a PJ Fleck fan. I hope he loses every game. I think he is. He just drives not, me insane. Drives yeah, me insane. I'm not, the, I'm not the biggest fan. And as far as this game goes, I'm I'm just going to give Kirk Ferentz the benefit of the doubt yeah. again until until proven otherwise. So I am going to give yeah. Iowa the win. It seems yeah. like seems like there's been a lot of years where Minnesota's got a lot of hype, and, yeah. and they've had some decent teams. It's not that there shouldn't be hype, but it seems like they never quite live up to it. Yep. At, at least in on this side of the, of the division. So yeah, I am what, what Iowa win. two or three years ago, they were ranked in the top 10 came down to Iowa and just got stomped. Yeah. I think that, I think that was another night game there at Kinnick where Iowa wore kind of these alternative all black uniforms or whatever, but it seems like Minnesota, they, they get hyped certain years, but they can never quite live up to the expectations of a Wisconsin or an Iowa. So, all right. And then uh, last game, Thanksgiving weekend, Friday, in Kinnick, Nebraska. A couple of things. Is Scott Frost still a coach that day? Um, that's a good question. I there, there's a I don't know what it is, but there's a lot of people, and I don't get it, but I don't follow college as, as much as I do the NFL. There's a lot of people very high on Nebraska this year. Yeah. And I, I do not understand it. Scott Frost has proven nothing at all. Right. So I, I don't get it. Um, if if Scott Frost is still coaching there, this will be his last game, and he'll go out with a loss. Uh, Kirk, they're not going to lose that one, so I'm giving Iowa the win there. I think Scott Frost had to take a pay cut. That That's just a clear-cut sign of a lame-duck head coach, and he should be. I mean, he's got 15 wins in four seasons, like I said. Right. He should be kind of a lame-duck head coach. And I don't – I think – did we talk about it here once before, but I talked to – somebody from Nebraska and Boise a while back. And I talked to another guy from, from Nebraska and in Denver a couple months ago, and they confirmed the rumors that I heard that there was a sports bar in Lincoln that all the coaches go to. And there's an upstairs room where all the coaches go to hang out with women and drugs are up there and all sorts of things. And, you know, stuff that probably shouldn't be going on with the coaching staff. Right. And both those both those guys were like, oh yeah, those those rumors are true. They know they had friends that worked at the bar, and they just said there's a lot of bad stuff going on with the Nebraska football program. So I, I think this is it for for Scott Frost. I mean, when you have to take a pay cut as a head coach, I, I mean the yeah. writing's on the wall, in my opinion. Yeah, he had to fire some coaches and take a pay cut. Um, Fred Hoiberg did had to do the same thing. So, um, but both of those coaches have not won at all. All right, so let's kind of summarize that. We both have Iowa at nine and three. Um, I think in this situation, I would, they'd be very much in the Big Ten West race at nine and three with 
who we have them uh, beating. So they, we have them both. I have them actually winning all the games in the Big Ten West. Now, that doesn't mean that you actually win the Big Ten West. Uh, you have them losing to Purdue. Um, then, obviously, I have them losing to Iowa State. You don't. And then we both have them losing to Ohio State and Michigan. Um, so I would say in that situation, they probably both would get to the, you know, we they'd get to the Big Ten championship game. And I would assume that would be a rematch with Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, by all accounts, it should be a rematch versus Ohio State. And, you know, if that's the case, be picking Ohio State in that one. But we'll, yep. we'll see what happens. Like I said, the, the Michigan games one is the one I'm interested in to see what the start time right. is. I'm sure I was going to push for that to be a night game. I would I would imagine. So we'll we'll see what happens with that one. But I, I think, you know, nine and three, again, that would be another good regular season record with a chance with the Big Ten championship and a bowl game to get to double digit wins, hopefully. Absolutely. All right. Now we're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna take a break here real quick. And then we're going to come back and then we're going to do the Iowa State season. So let's just take a break here and, and we'll come right back. Sounds good. All right. Now we transition to Iowa State schedule. You know, with their schedule, I mean, obviously they play everybody in the Big 12 at Iowa. I would say. Overall, it's a fa more favorable schedule than it was last year. Um, you know, I think three tough games all on the road. Um, but some of the swing games that I think you have to win to get to that seven, eight wins are at home. And and that, that will help them this year. Um, I'm very, you know, bullish on them. Um, I do think. You know, obviously, we're not going to get the consistent play out of the quarterback position that we had with Brock Purdy. You knew what you were going to get with him. He's going to throw a real high completion. He's going to throw a couple touchdowns. Now, he would make a mistake every now and again. But overall, probably about one or two mistakes every, probably not even one a game. You know, you know, there might be a game where he had two, but then he'd go two or three games without any. So, I would maybe, you know, one mistake a game. Uh, I think we're going to get more than that, but I think Deckers has a higher upside. And I think that's what hopefully shows this year at Iowa State. You know, we lost, a, you know, you talked about it earlier. A lot of guys, most guys going to the NFL, either drafted or free agents. And I think several of them are going to be able to, to play and have a little bit of a career there. And, and they were great players. And I think the guys behind them, you know, they might not end up being as great as them, but they're starting off with a higher basement. Their ceiling is probably higher, but they're, there's a better player in the program today that's even recruited to showing up than they did when Charlie Kolar and Brock Birdie were there. That's why those guys are able to start for three, four years even five years for some of them. Some of these guys are, are juniors or sophomores that haven't played, but they're really, really good players. They just haven't got to play because they sat behind Brock Purdy. They sat behind Brees Hall. They sat behind Charlie Kolar. You know, I think 
the players are going to be better than we think they are. They're just inexperienced. So there will be mistakes early in the year. Um, I like the beginning of the year schedule. Obviously, at Iowa is a very difficult game, second game, but that's always going to be it's always going to be the second or third game, just depending on the calendar. Um, but other than that, they don't leave Iowa for the first four games. You know, let's just kind of get to it. First game, Southeast Missouri State or Southeast Missouri um, FCS program, not you and I, not South Dakota State, not South Dakota, not North Dakota, not North Dakota State. The teams at Iowa, Iowa State usually play in the FCS division, a much lower level one. And I really, really like that for the Cyclones, breaking in a whole bunch of new guys. Yeah, I mean, this is a W for me for Iowa State. Uh, sure, we both agree there. Like you said, this is a good opponent to break in a bunch of new starters, get their confidence up, and just get get a little bit up to speed with the college, with the speed of college football. Even though it's not the same, it's it's a good stepping stone uh, to get prepared for that Iowa game. And obviously, that that'll be the next one, which you know we already discussed, I guess. Um, right. I do have Iowa winning, and, and you think that Iowa State. Tell yeah. me more about the quarterback, though. He's a big, strong, athletic kid. Yeah, he, he's about – I would say he's about 6'2". He's, he's just a great athlete. I actually just watched earlier tonight. Um, he spoke to the media after today's practice. Um, he's about 6'2", and actually he came in at about 240. Uh, he's 6'2", 6'3", left-handed. Uh, so the offense is going to be a little bit different just because he's left-handed. So everything's going to be kind of backwards a little bit. Um, and I know we had a quarterback at, in Ottumwa when I coached, and you just have to think a little bit different when they're left-handed uh, because they want to go, you know, you have your play that you call your, your sprint out right or, you know, just your, your, your QB waggle play, and you just naturally call it to the right because that right-handed quarterback wants to go to the right. Well, now you just got to call it that opposite direction or I don't know how they do it, but numbering system, however they number it, you just got to go to the opposite side, but then, you know, if something happens or you bring in that other quarterback, then you got to be able to flip it and go the other way. Uh, so just, they got to have kind of two different play sheets for each quarterback, just because, you know, obviously you, you have to be able to go to that weaker area and weaker side, but you want to get him out going to the left, if at all possible. Yeah. Uh, no, but big, strong kid can throw it a mile. Um, one of the highest uh, rated uh, quarterbacks to come out of Iowa, great basketball player, great baseball player. It was kind of funny. He actually, they talked about uh, one of the questions they was asked is, what do you think, uh, you know, playing multiple sports in high school, everything helped him. And he goes, he goes, I loved it. He goes, I actually didn't play a lot of football in high school. He goes, I picked up a ball after baseball and we worked on it. And then once football is over, I put it up and I started playing basketball. And that just goes to show you how good athlete he was. He didn't really work on football. Uh, but, yeah, and he has, like, the most passing yards in Iowa high school history, like 10,000 yards, you know. Um, that just goes to show you how good an athlete he is. Well, I like that. I like kids that play multiple sports. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I think we live too much of an age where, I mean, if you really are super special, I, I guess I kind of get it. But 99% of – high school athletes and junior high should play more than one sport and shouldn't specialize year round. I think that's, yep. I don't know, that's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, but that's getting sidetracked. So I think, you know, like you said, you've got Iowa state at two and zero. I haven't one and one now. 
And then I guess we're going into the September 17th game versus Ohio Bobcats. Yep. Which I'm going to give them the W being at home. And uh, yep. I don't know much about Ohio, but I'm just going to give Iowa State the benefit of the doubt on that one. Uh, overall, yes. Um, you know, just kind of a, Frank Solich was the coach there for years and years and years after being at Nebraska. Retired before last year. They got a new guy in. Uh, struggled last year. Um, actually played Ohio. Uh, when I was in college, we actually went out there and played them. Uh, again, that's it's it's a good MAC team. They played for a MAC championship. They didn't win it, but in the last five years, I think they have. Uh, that's a good game to have. And again, you know, home game, road game at Iowa. So you're still just getting on a bus and driving over there. Then home game against Ohio, um, and then uh, Baylor comes to town. Uh, Baylor in the preseason. Defending Big 12 champ, uh, won their won the Sugar Bowl, I believe. Preseason top 10, you know, many pick to win the Big 12 again or definitely compete for it. Uh, so that's a big game, but it's at home. And I think that's uh, going to be a great test. Um, I am going to actually, I'm going to pick Iowa State to win this game in a little bit of an upset. Okay. And I've got Baylor. Now, granted, I don't know as much about the Big 12 teams, so. I'm just going by they were really good last year. Yep. And that's that's kind of how I'm basing it on. Iowa State's got a bunch of new players are breaking in. I think it kind of gets off to a, you know, a two and two type of start. Sounds yep. about right. Even though, even though the talent might be there for them to be better, I'm just, right. you know, it does take some time to learn. That's the theory I'm going with. So I've got them starting out two and two through the first four. Yeah. And this is one thing, you know, we've talked about for the last few years on this. Um Iowa State historically has started off, they've never won their first Big 12 game, and they've not won, and they've not ever started, you know, they lost to Iowa every year under Campbell. So they've always had two losses by September, by the end of September. Um, so it's just one of those, you've got to get over the hump sometime, and I think this might be a year to do that now. You're gonna. You're, you're. You're. Right now, you're thinking. Well, what do you got Iowa State going? You know, ten and one or eleven and one. Trust me, I don't. You're gonna see where I have some losses coming. Uh, but I do. You know, and again, I could see them losing to Baylor and then a game on down the line where I have them losing the game. They win that one. So you look at it as as a whole. Maybe not an individual game, but it is fun to go individual game. Next at Kansas, um, I like that being a first true road game kansas is always weird i don't know what they do one year we drove down when we played there we played there twice when i was there we drove down and then flew back it's kind of weird hmm. um and then the next time we just flew down and flew back <laughs> you know um it, it, it isn't very far but uh it is um it was just kind of weird the one time where we did drive down and then fly back um, but I do have that as a win. I do think Kansas is getting better. Um, their, their, their coach is a good coach. He's won everywhere he's been. Is Les Miles still there? Or is he gone now? No, he's gone. They fired him before last some, year. He got some legal trouble, didn't he? Or... Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, he was oh, doing stuff at LSU or whatever. I think right. they were looking for a reason to fire him, and they found it. So um, Lance Leopold's their coach. He was at Buffalo. He was at Wisconsin Whitewater. Them and Mount Union went D Division Three. It was 
you know, for like 10 years, it was one of those two winning the national title every year. Um, I do have Iowa State winning, but I do think um, it's not going to be like 55 to 7, uh, complete blowout. Kansas is getting better. And I do think Kansas will win a few games this year. But yeah, I've got this Iowa as State a. State wins that game. Yep, same. I've got Iowa State uh, getting a W there at Kansas. Okay. And got and then, teams back to back. Yes. And then uh, Kansas State. Um, this is one. This is one that I. It's at home, so I'm going to pick it. That's why. I think Kansas State's going to be good. Um, but I do have Iowa State winning this football game. I do too. I've seen some articles or some headlines on Instagram that there's a lot of people like Kansas State, but I'm going to give Iowa State the the nod here in this one. Uh, so for my record, Iowa State so far would have them at four and two, and you have them right. at uh, five and one, correct? No, I actually, I actually have them at six and zero oh right now. Oh yeah, shoot, sorry, never mind. Yeah, so you know, obviously in this situation, if Iowa State truly is six and zero, oh, they're going to be ranked. Uh, you know, obviously it depends on. The teams above them, you know, if everybody else is undefeated still, uh, they're going to be, I would assume, ranked around the top 10, you know, would be a pretty safe assumption. Um, going into at Texas, um, I don't think Texas is 100% back, but I do think they're better and they're getting better. Um, I'm going to, I have Texas beating them at Texas. I do as well. I, I think uh, Sark in the second year, He's building a lot of momentum, getting a lot of good recruits coming in. I do think he's going to have some success there. Now, how much, you know, right. we'll see. But I, I do think that, uh, yeah, Texas wins this game. That's that's a very tough environment for a young quarterback and a, and a young team to go play at. Now, you know, if Texas isn't back and they're not playing well, I could see Iowa State winning this game and losing the Kansas State game or losing the Baylor game. And it wouldn't completely shock me in this situation because I, I don't think Texas is a top 10 team yet, probably top 20. Um, but Iowa State has the ability to beat them. I just I just don't think they will this year. No, I agree. I, I've got Texas winning that one. And then the bye week, which I think comes at a good time. Um, you know, seven games in, just about a little over halfway. Um, by week and then Oklahoma at home. Um, this is one that I really, really want to pick the Cyclones, but I, I just can't. Oklahoma has all kinds of talent. I wish it was a little bit earlier in the year uh, when they weren't, maybe didn't know their coach. The coach didn't know them as much, but you know, eight, nine weeks into the year, uh, you're going to know what Oklahoma is. And, and I think Oklahoma is just going to be too much. I think what did Iowa State have two wins versus Lincoln Riley? Yeah, they're they're uh, Kansas State and Iowa State uh, are the only teams that have two wins against Lincoln Riley in the Big Twelve. Yeah, about that, but you're right though. I mean, by this time, Brent Venables, I, I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. I, I do think Oklahoma uh, gets the W here, so I'll give Iowa State a loss. I just, as you said, that that gives them enough time in the season where they know what they're doing. They have plenty of talent. Obviously, they're Oklahoma. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Oklahoma getting the W in this game. All right. And then next, West Virginia at home. So back-to-back -back home games. They bounce back. Um, this was one of the, the games last year that 
they lost. They didn't play well uh, and got beat. And that's one of the ones they shouldn't have lost. Uh, they get revenge and the, the Cyclones win this one. I agree. I am getting the win versus West Virginia. So I have them at five and four at this point. Yeah. And I have them at six and two um, at Oklahoma State. Um, you know, kind of the three teams that are kind of picked to win the league, you know, are Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. Um, you know, there's some people talking Texas. I just don't believe it yet. Uh, but at Oklahoma State, um, that was Iowa State's best win last year by far. Uh, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma State. That was their only loss going into the Big 12 championship game. Um, they were a really good football team. Uh, their defense has been great the last few years, but their coach went to Ohio State. Yep. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see both if Ohio State's defense is better with him and if Oklahoma State's defense is worse. Now, I think they hired a good coach. They hired Derek Mason as their D coordinator, former Vanderbilt coach, uh, you know, longtime defensive guy. Um, I think he'll do fine, but I just don't know uh, how he'll do this first year. But I think they still got the horses, and, and I'm going to have Oklahoma State winning that game. It's at Oklahoma State, so I just think it's difficult there. Same. I have Oklahoma State winning that game. And then back home, uh, Texas Tech, new coach. Um, new coach is interesting. Uh, he's a high school coach uh, for a long time. Uh, when Matt Rule went to Baylor, which you know everybody thought that was kind of weird, a Northeast guy going to Baylor, not from Texas, doesn't have any ties to Texas. He hired him out of the high school ranks to go help at Baylor. Then obviously stayed on when Dave Aranda was there, came over from Baylor um taken over and he has one heck of a recruiting class coming in for next year you know obviously not this year but for next year mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they've got quarterback issues and i just don't think this will be the year and again this was another game that kid kicks the 63 yard field goal to beat iowa state um you know lost it shouldn't even have been that close but lost the game um but i do think it's at home It'll be chilly out and not, you know, Texas Tech won't want to be there. Um, I still remember Texas Tech and Patrick Mahomes being up there when it was cold and it was 66 to 10. Um, yeah. But I, Iowa State wins this game since it's at home. Agreed. I have Iowa State winning this one as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the, the two games that they lost last year at West Virginia, at Texas Tech, those are games that you always, if you're going to have your great years or your good years, or even your years just to get to a bowl game, you got to beat those two teams, and they're both at home this year. And so I think that's what gets them over the top. Uh, now Thanksgiving weekend at TCU. New coach there as well, Sonny Dykes, uh, coming over from SMU. Um, I think he'll do a decent job there, but again, first year, um, I just think Iowa State has a little bit too much for them this first year. Agreed. I have them winning that one too. Um, closing out with two W's to end the year as their as their players get the more experience. Uh, you know, you would expect them to beat those two teams, at least on paper. So I have Iowa State finishing with a seven and five regular season record. Yep. And I have them at nine and three. Now I will be. You know, just when I go individual games, so I have Matt. 
Um, you know, one game that I probably probably should pick Baylor to beat Iowa State. That would be my one. Eight and four would not hurt my feelings at all. And I would change that Baylor game, but I'm going to stick with it. Nine and three, um, tied for most wins in school history, going to a bowl game for a chance to get that 10th win. Yeah, let's <laughs> hypothetically, I mean, you know, let's, let's just say they go six and six, but the young quarterback just tears it up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, would you, would you take that knowing there's a lot of promise coming in the future? Let's say he, he just shows, shows flashes of being an all-time talent type of guy. Would you take a six and six record for one year, knowing that the next two to three could be really special? Um, yes, but in the in today's day and age, now he's an Iowa kid, so I think that does help. But that that's where you get you worry about if you have a a guy a team that's struggling, but one guy that's awesome, does he transfer? You know, true, true. Yeah, that that's a good point. So, um, I would have to say no. I, I don't six and six. I'd have I'd have a hard time with six and six. Now I'm not. It could happen, uh, but I don't think if we go six and six, anybody has an awesome year. You no, know? and I don't know what the rest of the roster looks like as far as right experience. Um, you'd be more into that, but I mean, just looking at the guys they lost to the NFL. I mean. I mean, I, I think uh, running backs going to be a little bit by committee. Um, they really like a couple of the young guys, um, but they just obviously, you know, it, it's again, you know, Brees Hall, this Jirel Brock, who is going to be the starter. He was actually a, a higher ranked recruit out of high school than Brees Hall. They came in the same year. Um, so again, I think he'll be fine, uh, but you just can't expect him to be an All-American, you know, like Brees Hall this first year. Um, and then they've got, you know, two other freshmen that they really, really like, a couple <clears throat> receivers they really, really like. Um, I just think the offense is going to be a little different. Last year we had, you know, two great tight ends, both playing in the pros, then a fullback that was an all-conference fullback slash H-back tight end position. Um so we were in 13 personnel a lot. I just don't think you're going to be in 13 personnel. You know, you're going to have one tight end or, or even some no tight end set. So it's just going to be different. Um, and then, then, you know, Deckers can throw it 60, 70 yards downfield and, and Brock couldn't, I mean, that's just, that's just a different, a different guy, but Brock also completed about 73% of his passes. And I just, I don't see Deckers doing that this year. No, and just a quick shout out to Brock Purdy. We're not going to yeah. get in the NFL, but we'll, we might forget a week or two from now. He looked pretty. He had a little. He had some spots there in the preseason game. I was happy for him. You know that that's good to see. Yeah, he he looked good, and, and you know he's in and out of the pocket, and that's him. He's not a big guy, so he can't stand back in the pocket and throw. Um, he's got to find his windows. He's got to move around. And then he's super accurate. You know, that back shoulder two-point conversion, that's just an accurate throw. I mean, that's all it is, accuracy. Um, so, you know, he, he's in a weird spot there um, because, it, obviously, it's Trey Lance's team. Jimmy Grappolo is still on the roster. And then it's Brock Purdy. 
But you got to think Jimmy Garoppolo is on the trading block, and if they get the right offer, he's gone tomorrow. And then do they just stick with Purdy as the backup, or do they go sign somebody else? Or It'll be interesting when Jimmy Garoppolo is traded, released, whatever happens there. I just don't see how they can keep Garoppolo. Do they? It'd be tough. Uh, there, there's some people talking about how Jimmy Garoppolo's teammates love him. And if you keep him on the roster, even though right now he's probably better than Trey Lance, just from experience standpoint, right. uh, if he's in the locker room, in the quarterback room with Trey Lance, how can Trey Lance ever take over and become the man, so to speak? So you almost have to get rid of him. But yeah, once they do, which they probably will, um, I almost thought it was going to be the Jets because it looked like Zach right. uh, Wilson towards I, I, ACL, but it looks like I that's think, that's only going to be like a four-week injury. Yeah, just, they had to clean it up. And stuff. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe Purdy could be the number two this year or stick around as number three. But just wanted to give him a quick shout out because I didn't, you know, if we go a week or two from now, we might forget. But um sticking with college football, I didn't know if there was any other topics you wanted to get into. I, I got kind of got the first week of some big games written down. Um, we're only eleven days away now. Yeah. Uh, we're getting so, close. You know, uh Nebraska Northwestern play in Ireland week zero. Um, it's getting close. You know, it's, yeah, just next weekend. What Yeah, like you said, 11 days away or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's not game, not week one, but Alabama and Texas play, I think, the same day as Iowa State-Iowa uh, is a big game. Um, I, I don't I, – I think it's a big game for Sarkeesian to – I don't know. He doesn't have to win that game, but he can't get beat 55-7. to seven. Right, right. You know, I mean, I think people understand he's not at Alabama level yet, but they're not too far away from playing the SEC and going to have to go against teams like that every week. And they want to see where they stack up. You know, he needs to be in that game. I don't think he has to win the game, but he's got to be in the game. Yeah, kind of like I explained with the Iowa-Ohio State game. Keep it close at least to half, somewhat close, within 10 points or less. And then, you know, the second half will probably – Alabama's probably going to do their thing. Right. Um, yeah. Speaking of that Nebraska Northwestern game, I see Nebraska's favored by 12 and a half. It just yeah. makes me wonder in what world are, should they ever be favored 12 and a half points versus anybody? I, well, they, they beat Northwestern like 55 to seven last year. Well, they, I mean, but I, I, I think, I, I, just, think I, North, well, I agree with you, but I actually think Northwestern's bad this year. They I might be, and I don't follow college enough. I, I could be completely wrong here. I just, it, I, I, just I think that's some of it. I think people think, you know, Northwestern wasn't very good last year, and I don't think they really got much better, like transfers or anything. Mm-hmm. So I think that is some of it. Now, I think people are high on Nebraska, but I do think some of it is, I think some people think Northwestern isn't good. That, that very well could be. And then I had, I just had four other games written down real quick. Well, um, Notre Dame, Ohio State, right out of the shoe. Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame at Ohio State. Ohio State's fourteen and a half point favorites. Yeah, um, and that's tough. Notre Dame is is a top five team. I mean, everybody wants to talk about this parity to football and everything. Look at the top five: it's Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas A and M, Michigan. That's like their top seven. Yeah, and then Oklahoma, Utah. Yeah. It's the same teams. I mean, right. Um, I, I might take a little nibble on Notre Dame there. I see uh, a couple other games. Obviously, Oregon's playing Georgia and Atlanta. Yep, and, uh, and that's interesting in, in several ways. One, 
should be a good game. Oregon's never bad, but Georgia's defensive coordinator is now the Oregon head coach. And Georgia, I think, lost like 18 starters. I mean, not oh, yeah. really, I'm exaggerating, but to the NFL. So, Well, you, you got to look at them a little bit like LSU, you know, a couple of years ago. Their whole mm -hmm. team went to the NFL. Now, I think they did a better job of replacing guys and planning ahead. I sure. think LSU kind of a little bit struck lightning in a bottle with a few players and didn't recruit, didn't work as hard and stuff like that. I think it it got to the coach's head, it got to the player's head, everything, and it fell in a hurry. Now, I just don't think that that's going to happen in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, but to expect them to be as good as last year, I just don't. No, I, I don't. I don't think Kirby Smart's uh, going to be like Coach O going hanging out with the pool with models and you know, no. all that stuff. Um, you're probably right. But I see they are 17 and a half point favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's probably right. But it, uh, it it's essentially seems... a home game for, uh, it is. for Georgia. It's, it's so. And then there's two others real quick. I just noticed for the first week, Cincinnati at Arkansas. Arkansas is getting better. Cincinnati lost a ton of players yep. to the NFL. We'll yes, that, that's go. another team. Obviously, they're coming to the Big 12, so you know I'm a little more interested in them than than usual. But also for the future of Luke Fickle, what does he want out of life? You know, I mean, you, does he want a big time job, or is he happy at Cincinnati? It will be interesting to see if he can sustain that success. Like you said, they went five to ten guys in the NFL. Uh, so obviously he can recruit. Did he keep recruiting well? And is this a sustained program knowing now they're going into the big 12, so they should be able to go recruit a, a better kid than they've been able to. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he can sustain that success. I agree. And the, I, I think probably the most underrated game that I saw on the schedule for the first week is Utah at Florida. Yeah. Um, Utah is a, top i think they're ranked number fifth um some people think they could sneak into the playoffs this year we'll yeah. see i mean yeah they go win the pac-12 and are undefeated they're in they're, i mean i think they're in i mean essentially you know the, the argument would be if alabama loses you know one game and somebody right. else is undefeated and i mean two but sec teams or two big 10 teams is the one that would get them out but so far if you're undefeated and you win your conference championship and you're in the power five you're in yeah, so I, I think that's going to be an underrated game. I mean, the Swamp's a tough place to play, uh, especially uh, that early in the year, that, that yep. humid heat compared to the, the altitude. We'll see how that, that plays out. But uh, Florida does have a, a long-shot Heisman candidate. I did want to talk about uh, Richardson, their quarterbacks, 40-1. to 1. Again, college football, long shots are really not, not the thing to do because we all know it's Alabama, Ohio State, that's Clemson. What I was reading the thing that since the college football playoff has started, every national champion has came from the top six preseason. So there, there's your betting. Now you're not going to get great odds, but you, at least you win money, you know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so. I, I agree with you. And then just I, I did wrote down a, <clears throat> a few teams here for uh, long shot national title odds. I don't love any of these, but I was just trying to like, you know, we do this in the NFL. The NFL is a lot right. more fun with this. Oh, yeah. But I, I did write down Texas A&M 25 to 1. We've heard yep. for like the last three years they have all these great classes, but yet they don't win many games. 
they underperform. Yeah, that's what you know. You think about last year; they had the big win over Alabama. They went eight and four. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> so they had their um, big win. But... I, I agree with them. I think they're ranked sixth. Um, you know, obviously, if they win their division and win the SEC, they got a good chance at any. I mean, they have it all right in front. Of them. They just have to win football games. Yeah, and Jimbo's won before, so I mean, yeah. he knows what it takes. So yeah. I think at twenty-five to one, again, college football long shots are way worse than the NFL because it hardly ever happens. That's that, but that that's not a bad bet because you know um, they're going to be able to they're going to play Alabama, so they got a chance to beat them, and then I'm I'm going to assume Georgia's going to win the East. And so they're going to have a chance to beat Georgia. Um, so they can take two guys out of out right there. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can do it like that. And then the other two schools I had written down, they're both 50 to one um, is Notre Dame and Utah. I mean, you're yep. probably throwing your money away. But if you're looking for a long shot, I was just well, trying to think of something fun. Well, no, Notre Dame, um, you know, you're, you're going to know their, their stance right away. If they can go into um, Ohio State and win week one. It's a good bet. Yeah, I mean, we know the pollsters. If they go into Ohio State and win, uh, Notre Dame's going to be right up there in the top three or four all oh. season until they lose, obviously. Yeah, if they, they I mean, that, by far and away, that's their toughest game. Um, if they win that one, they shouldn't lose. Yeah, I think they play – obviously, they're going to play USC later in the year. I, I would assume they're better than USC at this point, even mm-hmm. though USC's got a potentially a really good young head coach. Right. And got I, 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 I think USC is going to win in a hurry. I just don't know if it's quite this year. Yeah, it's probably going to take at least one season. But I, yep. I think USC, you know, they at least need to win nine games this year. Yeah. Regular season games. Um, yeah, they're going to be very good. They're just not going to be a national title contender yet. No, no. That, that'll that probably but be more one or two years. And I think they're there. I, I agree. I, I think within three years, they're making a playoff. Now, can they compete in the trenches with an Alabama? Um, we've, we've seen the Big Ten team struggle even with that. Well, not just the trenches, but you know, outside as well. So well, USC is a Big Ten team, so they're going to ground and pound now. I'm sure. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, but uh, I, I do. Yeah, I mean Ohio State. You know, they they did win one, but even they've they've had their struggles too, and Michigan had their struggles last year. So, um, no, other than that, I mean, college football is kind of boring on the, the long shot bets because, again, yeah, we we know who the teams I mean, are. The, the smartest bets Alabama, and it's not close. But you just don't win any money doing that. Well, no, but the good thing about Alabama is I think you can still get them like plus 200 or plus 175. That's actually to win a national championship. That's still super low. (laughs) It is. You're right. It is. It's it's like the Tiger Woods effect back in the day in golf. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a coin flip, but at least you're still winning money on your investment if they do win it. But no, other than that, as far as college football goes, um, I actually do think there's some decent games uh, on the 27th and then on the third, the first official week, week one right. or whatever you want to call it. Like I said, that Utah Florida game, I think that's really underrated. I, I'm going to be excited yeah. for that one, but I'm, yeah, I don't know if Florida's ranked or not. You know, they kind of, that's another weird situation. How fast Dan Mullen fell out of grace there at Florida. Yeah. He's, you know? he's had, there's, there's something that's had to go on there and I don't know the details right. by any means, but. Cause I mean, he had Mississippi state number one in the country. Um, they were playing well, had Dak Prescott, you know, he was Tim Tebow's coach at Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, something went on there and I don't know what it is, but it didn't work. No, I, I don't know either, but 
Florida is a team to keep an eye on if this Richardson guy can can uh, flourish or pop. Uh, he he could be. Some people think he might be the second or third overall quarterback taken in the draft next year, depending on who all comes out and all that. But right, um, I'm just glad football's back. I I know oh, we yeah. talked I mean, to, me too. I talked a couple of weeks ago, and I was at a a sports bar eating lunch a few weeks ago. And I looked up at the TVs and there was monster truck racing on uh, some minor league basketball game and some low end auto race. And I just remember thinking, I got to get out of here because I, if I can't watch any of this. I, I don't care about any of this. This, this is boring. Yeah. It sucks. And now like preseason game, uh, we were, yeah. like I said, vacation a couple weeks ago in Durango, Colorado, my brother and I watched all three, almost all three quarters, almost all four of the Jaguars or excuse me, that, that hall of fame preseason game. Yeah. It was the Jaguars and the Raiders. Raiders. And we, we watched almost all of it. Now we were talking fantasy and stuff like that throughout the game, but it got us both excited for like fantasy football and just, I don't know, even preseason football. I'm, I'm glad to see it on the TV. Right. I agree. I football is my favorite sport to watch. Um, I'm excited going to the Iowa state games, obviously. And, you know, just, you know, it, it, I like set, you know, games when I'm not going to Iowa State game, you can watch games from about 11 o'clock to midnight if you wanted. That's Those are those aren't bad days. Nope. Saturdays are about, like you said, 11 to midnight. And then the NFL is all day as well. And then you get the Monday night game, too. And the next thing you know, it's Thursday night and we start all over yep. again. Absolutely. So. All right, Trev. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up tonight. Next, we'll, we'll definitely start doing this every week now. Um, kind of took our summer vacation break. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Welcome back and enjoy football season. Absolutely. We'll talk to you next week, Morgan. We'll get ready for NFL and, uh, should be another great year. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you later, Trev. Have a good night. Now.